rallying into work. How Ascension Seton nurses started their first day back after going on strike earlier this week. A coffee shop's pride event put on hold will tell you what's behind that decision. A welcome sight back to Central Texas. Spotty showers and storms, mostly in the hill country. We'll show you multiple rain chances ahead for the next week. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. We start tonight with a homicide investigation in North Austin. It happened overnight on Redfield Lane, just north of Georgian Acres. APD found a person at an apartment complex with life-threatening injuries. They did try to help, but that person died at the scene. Now, police have not released much information about this case, nothing about the victim or how they were killed. We do know that they have not yet made any arrests. We'll have the very latest as we get it on KXAN.com. Meanwhile, a woman was shot several times after an argument with a man at a North Houston apartment complex. Police say the man shot her at least five times in the arm and back as she was walking away from him. The woman, who has not been identified, was taken to the hospital and is expected to be okay. The man ran away after firing the shots and has not been tracked down. Officials are trying to figure out the motive. One person is dead after they were hit by a car late last night. It happened just before midnight on a flyover ramp from northbound I-35 to East Ben White Boulevard. Austin Travis County EMS says that person was pronounced dead at the scene. The Bear County Sheriff's Office is looking for a missing teenager. 13-year-old Jalissa Barron was last seen Thursday on Cozumel Emerald Street in San Antonio. She is described as just over 5 feet tall with brown hair and brown eyes and was last seen wearing a Rugrats crop top shirt. If you've seen Jalissa or have any information about her or where she might be, please call the Bear County Sheriff's Office. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Well, this is a good thing. We're finally getting some rain back on the radar here in parts of central Texas, although many of you still staying dry tonight. It's a welcome sight whenever we get rain in parts of the area, at least for now, right? Uh, this is how it looks in Lano. The sky is a little threatening there with some downpours and storms in the area. We'll zoom in on the areas getting the most rain. That's San Saba and Mason counties, but even northwestern Gillespie and portions of Lano County getting some rain. And there's an outflow boundary from a previous storm that's actually working through Williamson County and sparking off a few very spotty showers that may even impact at least parts of the metro with a little brief rain. We're not expecting anything widespread. This rain is cooling the air, though, in the 70s now in San Saba and portions of Mason County. Meanwhile, we're at 98 in Austin and still low 100s in our eastern counties. This is how I expect rain chances to go as we head into the evening, and that is going down. 20% rain chances at 7. That drops to 10% at 9 and 11, mostly favoring the hill country. Generally, though, it's a mix of sun and clouds, mid-90s turning into middle and upper 80s here by 11 tonight. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll keep watching the radar just in case any spotty showers or storms form closer to the metro. We'll show you how long our heat streak of triple digits continues for with more rain ahead later next week. All right, Nick, thanks. We'll see you in a bit. Well, as we approach the 4th of July, uh, 4th of July, firefighters are getting ready for a busy time. With many people out celebrating and shooting off fireworks, the 4th of July brings a dramatic increase in fire danger, as you might imagine. During last year's Independence Day, there were nearly 30 fires in the Pflugerville area, from small grass fires all the way to structural fires. But the Pflugerville Fire Department says it is ready. Last year we had 142% um, more 
uh, an increase in call volume. So um, we use that data to go ahead and um, bring in extra staffing to help deal with those extra calls. And so what that looks like for us is we'll be staffing two additional brush trucks to go out and handle uh, the majority of these fires that get started by uh, fireworks. To avoid starting a fire yourself, Chief Nick Perkins that we just heard from recommends that you attend a county fireworks show instead. Nurses at Ascension Seton Medical Center in Austin returned to work today after striking earlier this week over staffing issues, but before going in, they made their voices heard one more time. KXN's Sam Stark has the story. As the sun rose Saturday morning, some Ascension Seton nurses returned back to work. Strike on Tuesday. The community support was amazing. We were so thrilled. It felt very powerful. Nurses flooded the streets in front of Ascension Seton Tuesday to bargain for contracts that would alleviate staffing shortages. The demonstration was the largest nurses' strike in Texas's history, the union says. Ascension hired temporary nurses to fill gaps during the strike. The hospital said it did not allow striking nurses to return until Saturday because of the required length of the contract for the temporary staff. So when nurses tried to return to work Wednesday after the one-day strike, security guards met them at the door, telling them they could not return for three more days. We just wish they hadn't Christine Kittleson is a nurse who works with new moms and their babies. She was also at the strike on Tuesday. We're spread, we're spread too thin, and we're not able to provide the care that we promised people and that we're here to give them. And that's why we came into this profession to feel like really empowered after the strike and really empowered together. And we're feeling stronger than ever, so we're ready to continue on and get this contract settled. Ascension sent us a statement calling the strike disheartening, but that they will continue to negotiate in good faith until they can come to a mutually beneficial agreement that respects the human dignity and rights of all. Crittenden said that while the lockout was frustrating, the conversations that have taken place over the last week have been encouraging. So it's been very Sam Stark, KXAN News. A Pride event scheduled at a Cedar Park Starbucks had to be postponed after the coffee shop got some threats. The business received threat, threatening calls specifically regarding the event's drag performances. The manager of the Starbucks named the event Coffee and Drag Queens, and he wanted to, quote, raise awareness for an art form that is under attack. In our LGBTQ plus community, you learn that drag is more sometimes just more than uh, you know, the art form or just having fun and being silly. Um, it really inspires people. You know, when people come to our shows, there's countless times where people message us afterwards or come up to us and talk to us and just be like, I needed this tonight. The event was moved to August to coincide with Austin's Pride events. Still to come, a busy time at Central Texas Lakes, why you can expect long lines at the docks over the holiday weekend. And Austin Staple gets a brand new location. We take you inside for the first time. And welcome back. Toy Joy here has been a part of Austin for over three decades. And to kick off its 36th year, it opened up in a different location today. Toy Joy's North Central location has moved to a new storefront in the Brentwood Allendale neighborhood. The new store opened today and the building is 50% larger than its previous location. So far, it's been amazing. You know, before we even opened the door, there were seems like a, a dozen cars of, of folks just waiting to come in, which is really exciting. Um, and, you know, it just feels like a good omen for, uh, you know, all the hard work we put into designing this store. 
It's also sharing the building with its sister business, Yummy Joy, which is an ice cream and candy shop. Okay, so you know those stories that seem to come around every year when it gets hot of the cute animals cooling off, usually with some ice or something. Well, here's that story. Animals at the Houston Zoo have been beating the heat with icy treats and frequent swims. Claude, the black bear, that's not Claude right there. We just saw Claude, but Claude has been enjoying dips in the pool while the park's Galapagos, uh, Galapagos tortoise, that's right, have had a cool water spray installed in their habitat. Other animals like the California sea lions have been enjoying Icy treats, just like I said. Several cities in Texas have hit triple-digit temperatures this week, as we know all too well, because of a stagnant heat dome over the southern U.S. and Mexico. That's how we cool down, too. Ice cubes, you know, <laughs> treats in ice cubes. Right, Nick? We still need to know the name of that turtle, though. We, we, didn't ever, we never got a name, squad, yeah. But Our team is working on it. The turtle will go nameless for yes. now. High of 102 today. 104 was the record, so not quite record tying or record breaking, but it was yet another triple digit day here in Central Texas. We're now up to 16 for the year. We'll show you how many more we have ahead before we finally drop back into the 90s. Plus, we'll track the storms not just today, but over the coming week in first warning weather. Ahead of the Independence Day holiday, Central Texas boat ramps are in high demand as people want to get out on the water. But KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez shows us why it could be a long wait to get on some Austin area lakes this weekend. Park staff say that the boat ramps here have been busy all day as people get out on the water for the 4th of July holiday. It's been a busy day at Emma Long Park. There are signs everywhere that say the park is at capacity. It will probably stay busy like that the next few days. As we reported earlier this week, Lake Travis boat ramps are closed due to low lake levels, so some of that overflow is coming over to Lake Austin's boat ramps, where some boaters say it was a real struggle to find somewhere to get out on the water this weekend. Just uh, all the boat ramps are packed because there's only a couple open, and it, it's not fun. Now, I also spoke with Texas Parks and Wildlife, who say that they need boaters' help this weekend to keep our waterways free of underwater invaders. Their tips coming up tonight at 10 at Lake Austin. Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. And let's take you out to the water at Marble Falls there. The Highland Furniture and River City Grill camera with uh, gray ominous skies thanks to some showers and storms in the area. Beneficial rain falling in areas that we need it right now. In fact, some places already exceeding an inch and a half like in just north of Doss with about 1.65 inches so far there in northwestern Gillespie County. Mason County, widespread rain for you. Some of this is trickling into Llano County with some spotty downpours and storms and fairly widespread, but more of a moderate to light rain coming down now in San Saba County. What about the metro? Well, your chances of meaningful rain are pretty low. You see this outflow boundary. This is winds from a previous thunderstorm that may uh, allow you to notice the gusts pick up a little bit in portions of Williamson and Travis counties. This may help to fire off one or two spotty, very brief showers, but I'm not expecting that it develops anything more significant than that. Most of the rain is going to fall in the hill country as this cluster of wet weather and storms moves from basically north to south. That doesn't give it much opportunity to uh, head southeast and into the metro, but we'll cross our fingers just in case that happens. We would love some rain near 
and east of 35 as well. You can see what our clouds and radar do as we head into the evening. Keeps most of the activity still in the hill country, say isolated to widely scattered. There's not a zero rain chance in the metro, but I'd call it less than 10% here this evening. And then by 11 o'clock tonight, most of the storms, if not all of them, in the hill country have already died down and dried up by then. Then tomorrow morning, we start with some areas of low clouds, called a mostly cloudy start to the day, then a sun cloud mix develops. But once again in the afternoon, some spotty showers and storms could form mostly in the hill country. So rain chances once the sun goes down drop to just 10%, 77 with a partly to mostly cloudy sky. We think we hit 100 again tomorrow, even with 20% rain chances tomorrow favoring the hill country. But look, Monday and on the 4th of July looks slightly below triple digits. What about more meaningful, more widespread rain? Well, well, we don't think we're going to get it on the 4th. Our rain chances go up a little bit on the 5th, but Thursday carries our best rain chances so far. They're up to 40% here for Thursday, but almost every day on our 7-day has at least some rain chances. Our rain chances on Tuesday on the 4th of July are less than 10% though. How much rain? Well, not much. There'll be some localized higher amounts, but a more broad view of rain accumulation over the next week is a quarter inch or less. Look at our first warning weather seven day forecast. You can see the bookend there of 100 degrees with a lot of upper 90s in the middle. Still plenty of humidity, but at least we got some rain chances. This is KXAN Sports brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Austin FC is headed for the sunny South Florida scene. At least I think that I haven't even checked the weather, but I'm assuming it's sunny in South Florida. On their quest to win their third in a row, the Verde and Black will take on Inner Miami coming up shortly. It's been a week of rest for Austin as they have been able to recuperate and train after sweeping their rivals FC Dallas and Houston last week. Austin FC now currently resides in eighth place in the West. Their opponent, Inner Miami, is in dead last in the East and in the bottom three of MLS. They signed Leo Messi, but he's not there yet. However, Austin FC is expecting an inspired effort from their Miami opponents in Fort Lauderdale tonight. We have to be ready for a Miami team that's going to be uh, pretty pissed off about their last performance. Um, coming home looking to get three points and they know they're getting a couple big time players coming uh, soon. So they, they also need to be in position to, to make the playoffs. We, we have to do everything we can to squash their hopes and kill their spirit. And if you win 17 games, I mean, there's 34 games in the league. If you win half your games, uh, you're making the playoffs. So we have, you know, we have metrics. You, know, you want to average two points at home, you want to average a point on the road. And we're, we're close on, on those metrics, but, you know, we we keep those things in mind. We want to go on the road and win. You know, we, we don't go to, to, to just show up and tie. We, we want to go and win. We'll have every opportunity if we can go out and perform. Nick just informed me it's mostly cloudy in Miami right now. Go figure. All right, Austin FC is going for their third win on the road this season. Kickoff will be a little after 6.30. College football C. Sarkeesian and his staff are raking in four-star commitments. We'll introduce you to three more players who want to call the 40 acres home when sports continues after this. Keep it in. Steve Sarkeesian and his staff aren't messing around in recruiting as they definitely understand the mission of getting high caliber players, especially since they're SEC bound after the upcoming season. Wide receiver Parker Livingstone announced via social media today that he is committed to Texas. Livingstone is a four-star wide receiver from Lucas, Texas. He caught 52 passes for 908 yards and 12 touchdowns last season, according to 24-7 Sports. He's a member of the class of 2024. Another member of the class of 2024 who committed to Texas today is a defensive lineman from 
Duncanville, Alex, January. January chose Texas over LSU, Florida State, Texas Tech, and Arizona. His father, Mike January, played at Texas in the mid-80s. And finally, Jordan Johnson Rubel, a four-star safety out of IMG Academy in Florida. He chose UT over Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU, announcing his commitment today as well. Major League Baseball Astros and Rangers doing battle for the second game of their four-game set at Globe Life Field in Arlington this afternoon. Here we go. We pick it up with Bruce Bochy's squad at the plate in the bottom of the third. No score. Corey Seager gets this one right past Jose Altuve. one nothing. Rangers, then in the bottom of the four, Travis Jankowski hits it to left to make it 2-0 Rangers. And the Rangers, they roll in this one. They beat the Astros 5-2 to, to even the series up at one apiece, guys. All right, so uh, Nick is back to uh, inform us on what the weather's like in Miami. It's actually cloudy, as we found out. So. <laughs> well, it's still very warm and humid there with the clouds around. Uh, we've got some wet weather of our own that we're watching here, and that's focused largely in the hill country where we've got uh, widely scattered showers and storms. Uh, even a bit of a strong storm there entering Loyal Valley uh, there. You can see south of Castell. We'll keep an eye on that one. A generally heavy rain is mostly beneficial here in the Hill Country where we haven't had much rain lately. There are some low rain chances here tomorrow later in the day. 10% uh, chances by 4. Those go up to 20% tomorrow evening, but another day much like this one. All right. Thanks, Nick. Thank you for watching, everyone. Have a great night. See you back here at 10 o'clock.